0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello, and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things super show. Like I've been doing for the past few weeks, I'm going to start off talking about the conventions where SRG Universe. Will be appearing. Two of them are going on right now as I'm recording this on Sunday Dice Tower East and surprisingly Eternal Con. Dice Tower East was a five day convention running from July 5th through July 9th. This was in Orlando, Florida. The SRG boss was there along with Bob Dunn running demos, and we even had an appearance by Chugonomics. Yesterday at the con. The big surprise for this con is that there was a con exclusive competitor set. The Meeple, as it's listed on SupershowTheGame.com, Meeples Champion, which is actually what's on the competitor card itself per the pictures on SupershowTheGame.com, that is a con exclusive competitor. It will be available for purchase $20 on SupershowTheGame.com for about a week. I know it went up earlier this weekend, so I would say if you want to buy this on the websites, buy it no later than Thursday. Maybe even Wednesday. And after that week, it'll come down, and presumably, it'll still be at cons, but I don't know. That's really the big news out of Dice Tower East. The other con that was a surprise to me, because it wasn't listed anywhere on SuperShowTheGame.com, was Eternal Con. Eternal Con a two day convention, July 8th through July 9th, at the David S. Mack Sports and Exhibition Complex at Hofstra University in Long Island, New York, Hempstead to be specific. SRG Universe was represented by Le Penguin and the New York Phenom, Jason Fosson. As far as news from this con goes, I know that on Saturday they were focused on. Board game demos today. They're supposed to be focused Sunday. That is the ninth. They're supposed to be focused on Super Show. The game demos. I haven't seen any news out of either of the cons for Sunday, but there were regular posts throughout the week. If you're interested in what the SRG boss or the Penguin had to say. Big news out of Eternal Con. Eternal Con promos. There were Eternal Con promos logoed. At Eternal Con, ten dollars for all three with an additional purchase, and then there were also Eternal Con promos on Supershowthegame.com. No logo on those. Those were thirty dollars for the bundle, thirty dollars for all three. Two of them, the Eternal Con at twenty-two, and Eternal Conditioning at twenty-four, were simply. Strike and submission versions of cards already in the game. The third con exclusive card, Eternal Conjure, brand new effect in the game at number 27. Search your deck for one card and add it to your hand. You may play one additional card this turn. That's a brand new effect in Super Show. I've already seen a lot of people talking about this getting play in six stop decks. We'll have to see but New Effect, Eternal conjure. Also, since I'm talking about things being on Supershowthegame.com, the non-logoed Legendary cards from the Legendary Realms event a while back, those are now available as a bundle on Supershowthegame.com. Five cards with Legendary in the name, $50 for the bundle on the website. That's it for new releases. That's it for those two cons. Coming up next weekend, there are two cons. From July 14th through July 16th in Charleston, West Virginia, SRG Universe, represented by Steve Resk, will be at CharCon. July 15th through July 16th in Greenville, South Carolina, SRG Universe will be represented by Griff Briggs at Southeast Game Exchange. So next week, we have two more conventions. Check those out. I talked about those last week, price-wise. They both have websites. Check those out. There will be live wrestling Sunday at Southeast Game Exchange, if you're interested in that. The weekend after, there's going to be a convention in Lincolnton, North Carolina. From what I'm seeing on the SRG Universe Facebook page, It's called the Be a Hero Lincolnton Comic Con, which will be at Lincolnton High School in Lincolnton, North Carolina. SRG Universe will be running demos. And then at 12.30, so just after noon, they will be running an old-school tournament. I'm assuming that's going to be a sealed tournament. You buy an old-school pack, and you just play the pack in the tournament. That's what makes the most sense to me. But they'll be demoing starting at 10 a.m., And then they'll run this tournament at 1230. If you're in the Lincolnton area, you want to check that out. That's going on. And then, of course, the week after that, July 28th through July 30th, we'll have Southern Fried Gaming Expo in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't have a lot of news on this. I have seen there's going to be some sort of border wars between Georgia players, Florida players, and maybe other southern states. We'll find out that is developing. And then afterwards, the big one, Gen Con, August 3rd through August 6th in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's what I have for convention news. There was one thing I wanted to bring up talking about conventions. This is more of a, I guess, suggestion, maybe a bit of a critique even. In my opinion, when you're talking about conventions or other appearances to me those should start being talked about no later than four to six weeks before they're supposed to happen if you want people to come to these they need time to plan get their schedules in order make travel arrangements things like that now sometimes i know that can't be done sometimes SRG Universe finds out they're getting a spot, they're going to be at a con just days before. But for some of these, like Eternal Con, clearly Eternal Con was known about well in advance, at least far enough in advance to create Eternal Con promo cards, both with a logo and without. So it's a surprise to me that the first time I heard anyone talk about Eternal Con was on Talk of the Universe four days before the convention. It wasn't on supershowthegame.com under events. It's not on there now. I'm looking at it right now. It's not on there. I'm shocked that a convention that is taking place in New York in the birthplace of Super Show pretty much not mentioned. Southeast Game Exchange, which I've talked about. I mentioned that in the chat, the Twitch chat. On Twitch during the last episode of Talk of the Universe, nobody knew on Talk of the Universe what I was talking about. They thought I was talking about the Lincolnton event and not this. I don't know if there needs to be somebody whose official job it is at SRG Universe to sort of promote these conventions, live appearances, things like that. But I feel like some of this is getting missed, slipping through the cracks. And I just wish there was better promotion for when SRG Universe is going to be in your local area doing things. That's just my opinion, but I would love to see a greater lead time for big conventions, things of that nature where SRG Universe is going to be in your town. This extends also to things like CAC tournaments, although usually... Those are promoted pretty well. Usually, when things like Plaid Saturday, Pixel Palace Pandemonium, Rust Mania, usually tournaments like that are promoted pretty well. I just want to see more promotion. And it doesn't have to be a huge deal, just be one or two sentences. Hey, by the way, in six weeks, we're looking at being at Blank Convention in Blank Town. If you're in this area, you want to check it out, you want to bring a friend by. Have us do a demo for them. Come on. We'll be there. We'll give you more details as we get closer to the event. But just heads up FYI, we're going to be in this town at this time. Nothing huge. That's it right now for convention news. Next weekend we have CharCon and Southeast Game Exchange. Hopefully we'll hear more about what's happening at those in the days leading up to those conventions. I'm looking forward to it. Next bit of news. We have news about the second round of the 2023 Create a Competitor competition. We know it's going to be the tag round. I'll go ahead and mention it here now. Get it out of the way. The tag round is the worst round in the CCC by a long shot. And so, if you participate in the tag round as a competitor, as somebody who tags slash votes, and even Pat Mulligan for counting the votes, thank you for what you do. This is the most burdensome round for everybody involved. And so, thank you for taking on that burden and helping this run as smoothly as it possibly can. With that being said, we have been told who. The six tag teams are 12 players, made the second round. We know who these six tag teams are. The tag teams are, in no particular order, Matty Bar One and Private Cuddles, it's first team. The Foreman and the New York Phenom, that's your second team. Rowdy Ron and the Tartan Terror, that's a third team. J.A.C. and Math Guy, that's the fourth team. Moxie and Captain Kiddo, and then the final team, the Trickster and the Phil Birch. The first match of round two will be announced July 19th. That is a week from this upcoming Wednesday, so about a week and a half from now as I'm recording this. Presumably, there will be a week for both teams to promo, and then the round will happen. To give you a brief description of how this works, one member of the team, I'll use the Trickster and the Phil Birch as an example. So the Phil Birch might go ahead and tag one of his faction mates. Piglet. Piglet will tag Johnny Korea, And this is tagging on Facebook. So there will be a post on the official SRG Universe Facebook page. Not the group. Not the discussion group. The company page itself. There will be a post. One team will start tagging. The Phil Birch. Let's say he tags his faction mate Piglet. He will make a little post on there in the reply section. He'll type in at Matthew Curtis Turner. I believe that's Piglet's real name. I apologize if I have it wrong. He'll hit enter. Then will post. The name should be in blue. Then. Piglet will come in. He might tag his Mott boy's partner, Johnny Correa, so he'll go in and type at Brian Lee. Hit enter. It'll post in blue. At Brian Lee will come in. Maybe he tags at Steve Resk. Steve Resk doesn't tag anybody. The chain ends. In order to start a new chain, the Phil Birch will have to come in, reply to the Brian Lee tag, and then tag his partner, the Trickster. The trickster will start a new chain. When you tag somebody, it must put their name in blue. If it does not put their name in blue, if it does not actually create a tag, that chain is dead. You'll have to start a new chain. In the past, there was a workaround you could do. No more workarounds. Pat Mulligan putting the kibosh on that. You must start a new chain. You start a new chain by the person who started the previous chain tagging his partner, that partner starts the new chain. That is the gist of how the tag round works. Again, that should go live probably July 26th if the first matchup is being announced on the 19th. That date hasn't been stated, only that the first match will be announced on the 19th. Some years these rounds have gone 48 hours. Some years they've gone 72. They usually start Wednesday night after Talk of Universe and then run till Friday night if it's 48 or Saturday night if it's 72. Hopefully they do 48-hour rounds. 48 hours is so much better than 72. We'll have to see. And hopefully they start close to the announced time. That is what's going on right now, though, with round two in the 2023 CCC. Super Show Cup news. July 9th is the deadline for matches from round one. So hopefully, if you're in the Super Show Cup, and you're hearing this before midnight, ending July 9th, you'll get your matches in and get that emailed to johnclays at srguniverse.com. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble. But that's the deadline for round one, round one. As all the rounds are, best of three, third match if necessary, New York rules. In the second round, so for the top 32 players in the tournament, because it's a 64-man tournament, the stipulation will be steel chain match. The first two matches, standard singles matches. The third, if necessary, steel chain stipulation. At the start of the match, Each player searches their deck for a card with steel chain in the name, adds it to their hand. When one player draws two or more cards, the other player draws two cards. When one player buries two or more cards, the other player buries two cards. I believe just from the hand. That's what I have for you about the Super Show Cup. Now let's talk about online tournaments and featured matches from this past week. I'll start Monday. Monday. Big Picture Productions put on their first pay-per-view event, Genesis. Four matches on the match card. The first match, a grudge match between Split playing as Split and Rowdy Ron playing as Witch Hunter General. This was a funhouse match, which was a special stipulation created by The Freak Show. It went to Crowdmeter 1 with your winner, Split. Congratulations to Split. For winning this match. The second match. Was for. The 23-7. American Harder Core. Interstellar Championship. Which they were calling the Slammy Belt. On this program. The champion. Candyman playing as Emo Man. The challenger. HR of the Universe. Playing as the Ikuzo version. Of Sage the Wiccan Witch. As far as I know, this was a standard singles match. It went to CrowdMeter 2. Your winner, new champion, HR. Congratulations to HR for winning the 23-7 American Hardcore Interstellar Championship, a.k.a. the Slammy Belt. The third match of the night was a three-on-three or three-versus-three elimination-style match. The way this worked was this. You had two factions squaring off, the big picture and the unionverse. The big picture nominated 3 people to represent them. The unionverse nominated 3 people to represent them. 2 of them square off. The loser is eliminated from the event. So hypothetically, the Big Picture Player 1 versus universe Player 1. They face off. The Big Picture Player wins. Unionverse Guy 1 is eliminated. Unionverse Guy 2 steps in. He plays against Big Picture Guy 1. They have a match. If Universe Guy 2 wins, Big Picture Guy 1 is eliminated. Big Picture Guy 2 steps in. They face off. If universe wins the second match, Big Picture Guy 2 is eliminated. Big Picture Guy 3 comes in, he faces Universe Guy 2, so on and so forth, until one team has no members left. The match starts off with Piglet representing the Big Picture, playing as himself, versus The Meeple, representing the Universe, playing as the prototype version of Meeple's Champion. They face off in a Ring of Fire match. This match goes to Cryometer 1, the winner via special finish, meaning that the loser had no cards in their deck at the end of their turn, the winner, Piglet representing the big picture. The big picture is now up 1-0. The next match happens. Piglet stays in, continuing to play as Piglet. The next universe representative comes in. This is the true American guy, Gregory Patrick Scott, playing as himself. They face off in a Psycho Circus match. The match for the longest time, and it is a long match, stays at crowd meter zero. Because of the length of the match, the Phil Birch, who is hosting this pay-per-view, raises the crowd meter to crowd meter four. At crowd meter four, Piglet hits the first finish, but the true American guy able to kick out. So it goes to crowd meter five. And at crowd meter five, the winner, Piglet. So Piglet eliminates the first two Unionverse representatives. One remains. That final Unionverse representative, Jared Bridge, playing as EDM. They face off in a steel cage match. The match only goes to crowd meter zero. Everyone stops, everyone's finish. As you know, in a steel cage match, once a card hits the discard pile, it cannot move from that location. The special finish in this match is if one player has no playable cards in hand and no cards in deck, they escape the cage. This comes down to just a couple cards left in each player's hand. I believe the victor played his final card to stop. The other player had just a couple cards left, but the winner, by escaping the cage, Piglet. Piglet wins all three matches. It's a clean sweep of the universe. Congratulations to Piglet and the big picture for winning this match. This brings us to our main event, a birdcage, a six-player birdcage, where the winner becomes the inaugural Hollywood Heavyweight Champion. I'm going to give you the participants in the order they entered, and then I will go through the eliminations in the order of elimination. The first two players in were The Foreman, playing as Diamond Danny G, and Rambo Apocalypse, playing as the original EC3. The next man in, The Goat Brock Smith, playing as Amazing Red, followed by Johnny Correa, playing as himself followed by Simon Davner, the prize fighter, playing as the Mark Jeff Bravo, and the final man in the match, Eddie Fury, playing as himself. One note here, they did allow double-teaming to be used in the birdcage. Normally, double-teaming not allowed in the birdcage. It was allowed here. It rarely was a factor in the match. The first man eliminated at crowd meter four at the hands of Johnny Korea, the foreman. The second man out at the hands of Eddie Fury at Crowd Meter six, the prize fighter Simon Dabner. The third man out, also at Crowd Meter six, also at the hands of Eddie Fury, Johnny Korea The fourth man out at the hands of the GOAT Brock Smith, also at Crowd Meter six. Eddie Fury, meaning that the Goat Brock Smith and Rambo Apocalypse are the last two in the birdcage. Now, for most of the match, Rambo Apocalypse sat back, didn't play any cards, passed and buried. So, very little participation for him at the end of the match. The Goat Brock Smith, pretty active throughout. At the end of the match, though, Rambo Apocalypse gets hot. Brock Smith goes cold, and Rambo Apocalypse wins the birdcage match. He is the inaugural Hollywood heavyweight champion. Congratulations to him for his victory. And that was the result of the inaugural Big Picture Productions Big Picture Premium pay-per-view genesis. Also going on Monday, we had Monday Night Fights. This time run by the consigliere to the SRG B-O-S-S, Brian, wait for it, Schmidt. 20 players in this tournament, 4 groups, 5 players per group, top 2 records per group advanced to the top cut. So we have 8 players in the top cut. In the quarterfinal round, of the matches are steel cage matches. In the semifinal round, they're play pure, which I would presume means you can't use your entrance. Your spectacles, and then the finals and the third place match were lumberjack matches. Those matches started at Crowdmeter 2. Top four were in fourth place, playing as the original version of Cyclone, the cannoli. In third place, playing as Pretty Boy Snow, Kid Thunder. The finalists were Zach Achtley, playing as Ariel Lipstick, and Chris Pate, playing as Sammy the Draw Callahan. With the winner, Chris Pate as Sammy the Draw Callahan. Thursday. Chibi's Seat of Power Season 3, Week 7. 22 players Thursday night. Two groups of five players, two groups of six. Top two records per group advance to the top cuts. The quarterfinal matches were kendo stick matches. The semifinal matches were Beast Unchained matches. The finals match and a third place match were Ravensblood Cemetery matches. Your top four were, in fourth place, playing as Dana Might, Jokerfish. In third place, playing as Pride, Zach Atchley. Your finalists, the Screaming Danchi, playing as El Super And Chris Pate, playing as Evie Laveau. Now. Throughout the Seat of Power tournaments, the top two players have qualified for the Tournament of Champions at the end of the season. The winner, Chris Pate, had already qualified. The Screaming Danchi in second place had not, so he qualifies for the tournament. Since Chris Pate had already qualified, the third place player gets in. However, third place, Zach Achley, had also already qualified. So for this tournament, second place, Screaming Danchi and fourth place Jokerfish qualify for the tournament of champions. So congratulations to those two players for qualifying for the tournament of champions. Sunday, two things. Sunday, first, we have the Deep South Championship defended at Florida Cardboard Wrestling's event on Sunday night. The challenger. Bob Dunn, the champion Prince Butters, aka CMAC. He's the champion with Unicorn Princess, the challenger Bob Dunn will choose one of three competitors via a random die roll. He's choosing between Robert the Brain Dunn, Big Bad Bobby D, and King Kong Dundee. Through the die roll, he ends up with King Kong Dundee. Each player is given three minutes to adjust their decks as necessary. And then the match begins. It is a main event stipulation match. Good match. The Unicorn Princess deck shows itself to be a strong deck. They end up going all the way up to Crowd Meter 3. The winner at Crowd Meter 3, Prince Butters, aka CMAC, he retains. He is still the Deep South champion. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all the winners, in case I forgot to congratulate one tonight. The second thing on Sunday is Sunday Night Fights. Before I get to that, one thing I have to note, during one of the videos that Steve Resk did for Dice Tower East, he mentioned that the 2024 Kickstarter will be the relaunch of Ikuzo Super Show. So look for that. In 2024. Possibly February. They have a history of launching Kickstarters in February. Hopefully the next thing after that. JAC versus Young Allergy Rap Battle Box Set. Still trying to get that in the game. On to Sunday Night Fights. Two matches on Sunday Night Fights. The first match. A late edition. The Veterans Championship on the line. The Challenger Jared Bridge playing as Captain C.J. Sparra. The champion, General Lee Wong, with Pretty Boy Snow. The match does not go past Crowdmeter Zero. The winner, General Lee Wong. A little bit of, you might say, controversy at the end. General Lee Wong plays his finished strike. From what I could tell, it seemed to me like Jared Bridge thought He played the finished submission. Jared Bridge asks if generally Wong has another submission in play. From what I think he got from the answer, he only had one submission in play, so a C1 stop one wouldn't work. Jared Bridge then uses advice from the sidelines to say that the champion can't use submissions, which doesn't matter because he played a finished strike and the finished strike hits. Jared Bridge unable to kick out in three breakout roles. So, generally Wong still Veterans Champion. Congratulations to him for the victory. I did want to mention that because that was the most notable thing in the match. The final match of the night, the LFF Hardcore Championship on the line. The champion, the Beast Michael Kerr, with quadruple H, takes on Challenger, Split playing a split in a steel chair match very briefly in a steel chair match when you have a card with steel chair in the name in play and you hit a card with steel chair flying or leg in the name add one card from your discard pile to your hand that's the way it works for the first few levels at level three The requirement to have a steel chair card in play is lifted. It's no DQ, no count outs, max hand size 10. The story of this match is stop finishes. At crowd meter zero, Split plays the generic finish at number 29. I believe it's the stunning steel chair drop. Michael Kerr plays the universal drop kick to stop it because he's stopping the finish. He gets a finish roll. It's a low roll. Split kicks out in one breakout roll. At crowd meter one, Michael Kerr plays his strike finish, which has the words via disqualification in the text. Split responds with bootlegger. Another stop finish. He rolls low. Michael Kerr kicks out on the first breakout roll. Finally, at Crowdmeter 2, Split once again plays the stunning steel chair drop. Did not ask beforehand if the number 25 card was showing, which is what Universal Dropkick is. Michael Kerr plays the Universal drop kick, rolls a 12, and he retains the LFF Hardcore Championship. Congratulations to him for his victory. That was Sunday Night Fights. As far as next week is concerned, nothing is listed right now, event-wise, for Supershowthegame.com. No tournaments, but expect something likely Monday. Expect something likely Thursday. Last week, I said there was probably Dojo. There actually wasn't. They took Dojo off for 4th of July. But this week, there will be Dojo. And then, of course, this weekend, Charcon... July 14th through July 16th in Charleston, West Virginia. Southeast Game Exchange, July 15th through 16th in Greenville, South Carolina. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.